from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The Drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan. Tomorrow, we no longer have to just infer and, and imagine and hypothesize about Bryce Young in a Panthers uniform in a game-like situation or a game situation. It's a preseason game. All right, so it might not be a regular season game, but it's game, preseason game. And there are a lot of things I want to see from Bryce Young, right? Like if I'm being greedy, I'll ask for these things, right? I'm talking about a bunch of touchdown passes, right? Getting to a fourth read in a progression, uh, maybe a check at the line. I don't know. There's a lot I would want to see. There's one thing I need to see. Communication. I need to see not just his communication. I need to see how everyone communicates with him. I need him to to take ownership of every adjustment and, and lead and, and, and every single little bit of, of nonverbal and verbal communication. Here's... Here's what I mean, right? And it actually dawned on me while watching last night. You want to talk about being a quarterback or a football nerd? Uh, Last night, when I was watching the preseason game that started at 10 o'clock in the middle of a work week, Vikings-Seahawks started at 10 o'clock last night, right? So when I was watching that game, um, Nick Mullins threw a touchdown pass. Nick Mullins is the backup quarterback to Kirk Cousins with the Vikings. Uh, Side note. Kirk Cousins, helmet strapped up, chin chin strap buckled on the sideline, a little bit of a hardo move. He was on the sideline, buckled up with no shoulder pads. So he couldn't go in. It's not like I'm ready, coach. Put me in. Just strange move. Struck me a little bit as like the Little League baseball coach who's, who's uh coach is wearing the, the baseball pants that are like looking like he's ready to go, stirrups and yeah. cleats, and it's like, right, relax, coach. <laughs> Oh, this was a team decision. Not yeah. they're not gonna they're not gonna put you in to play a little shortstop. You're uh, an adult, and they are eleven. Uh, but but back to the the Nick Mullins situation. Uh, Nick Mullins threw a touchdown. Right, he's back up. He was in there, let him down the field, made a couple good throws. Uh, but the touchdown to uh, the 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 touchdown was uh, rookie tight end Nick Muse made the catch and then hit a excellent gritty in the end zone. Um, Love but, that. But it was on like a little goal line route pattern that's pretty simple, right? It's it's a route pattern that you you start in high school and it works all the way up to uh, the NFL if you execute it correctly. Um, and he actually had a, a, I think it was a bit of a misread, right? He had the running back out of the backfield at the front pylon for an easier touchdown. Okay, uh, the good news is he threw the ball where only his guy could get it, and his tight end made a great catch. So you know the way I describe that is it was a minus decision but a plus-plus execution, right? So he'd made a bad decision, but the ball was thrown so well and the catch was made so impressively that it it was a touchdown anyway. So everybody's celebrating, right? He runs up, he celebrates, and then they uh, the, the broadcast cuts to Nick Mullins walking with Kevin O'Connell, their head coach, the Vikings head coach, down the, down the sideline, and Kevin O'Connell has his arm around Nick Mullins, right? A little body language thing. And they're talking, like, in depth. And I'm assuming he's going, you know, hey, you know, that corner was sagging off. You probably could hit the, the running back, and the, you know, it was a great throw, but you need to do this. And, right, if, if, if Muse doesn't make such a good play, we would have left a touchdown on, on, the, on the board, and that's, you know, you never want to leave those, and on and on and on and on. 
and you see the the rest of the team kind of like they don't want to interrupt. So they're going up to like pat Nick Mullins on the shoulder pad, but they're doing it like, sorry, hey, great, great drive, right? Like they, it's part of me. Sorry, uh, don't mean it. Good drive, and it and it just struck me as like a very uh, power dynamic situation where Kevin O'Connell was like, "Come here, buddy. Let me put my arm around you. Tell you what you need to improve on." And and for I mean a young backup quarterback, I, it wasn't bad, right? If I'm Nick Mullins, I still. You know, I I, I want to kind of be treated a little differently there as the quarterback. Certainly don't want to be called buddy. <laughs> Come here, sport. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh. Champ. Come on, champ. Hey, great throw, champ. Great throw. Get over here. Come on. Let, let me let me talk let me talk to you. Like as soon as the play was over, that that was happening. They were walking down the sideline. Bryce Young cannot have that. Right? The one thing I need from Bryce Young is I want him leading all communication. Right, you throw a touchdown and it's a and it's a bad read. I want you coming off to the sideline, looking at your offensive coordinator and saying, "I know, I know, I got it," and then going to, uh, you know, talk to the running back and say, "Hey, listen, here, I know I missed you. I, I was a little quick on it. Uh, you know, next time I'm just going to pop it to you. You're going to get your score." Going to the the tight end and saying, "Hey, man, I wasn't on out on that one, but you, hey, you made me look good, right?" Fist bump. Go to the offensive line. Great drive. You guys did your job, right? I need him leading the communication. No one is putting their arm around Bryce Young. I was just going to say, no one's going to be doing it because hopefully he's never had to experience it. I'm assuming during his playing time at Alabama, I, mean, I didn't see the pictures or videos. Nick Saban's not going to come up around him and put <laughs> he his shoulder. warm and cuddly, does he? Yeah, absolutely not. Bryce Young shouldn't have to do that because he should not have to experience that kind of I guess you'd call it coaching. It, you know, and I don't think Kevin O'Connell was doing it in a in a bad no. way. I don't think he was doing it to like you know show up Nick Mullins. I think he he literally was just like, hey man, nice throw. Let's talk about it, right? Like let's go over here. And and I want the coaches coaching Bryce Young, right? Don't get me wrong. If if he makes a bad read and then they complete the ball, I don't want them to go. Well, we're not going to talk to him about it. Like I want to have those conversations, but it, it needs to be in a way where. You know, he's kind of, and I hate to say this, he's kind of the one in the power position, right? He's the one with the monitor, and he's the one that's pointing to, oh, I saw this yeah. running back was cutting this way in the back of the end zone. Like this- he's, you know, I'm, I, exactly what you're saying, but it's, it's, he is the CEO of the franchise. That's what you say about your starting quarterback, right? You are the CEO of the entire multi-billion dollar business. So, you have to be the one like that 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 initiates it and and it's it's i don't know if i'm getting the point across the way i specifically want to my my point is the difference between being a backup and a starter is the ownership of the offense the difference between being uh, a fourth round pick and uh, the number 1 overall pick is the ownership of the offense right it's yours so if the offense is successful you get to own it Right, and if it's a if there's a correction that needs to be made, it's a collaboration. Now, now, obviously, you know, like I said, there's a lot I want him to do. I hope he goes 13 for 14, like, you know, 180 yards, two touchdowns. You know, the the one incompletion was actually you know a good ball, but the defender made a good play or something. Like, I want all of that, but what I what I need is is him to look and act the part. You can fix decisions. 
especially with someone who, by all accounts, and this is the one thing that stood out to Chris Lee, who we had on the show after um, the day of the joint practice with the Jets on Wednesday. Uh, Chris Lee was there, he, WRAL-TV, friend of the show. You've, you've all heard him a ton. The thing that stood out to him about Bryce Young so far through camp is how when he makes a mistake, it's almost like he, he thinks about it, fixes it mentally, and moves on, right? And it's very... Not like wipe it, right? Learn from your mistakes. It's not a complete flush of a bad play. Learn from it, move forward. And and he said, like, it's obvious, right? It's almost like, oh, good. Now he'll never do that again. And and that's the vibe I, I, I want. And, you know, think of C.J. Stroud last night. C.J. Stroud, right? There, there probably were moments with either literal or metaphorical arms around him, right? It's okay. It's all right. Interception on your first drive, that's fine. Come here. Come here. Let's talk about it, right? Why did you not see that safety? Right? Okay, you thought he was manned up on the tight end. He was, but the tight end stayed in the block, so he became a free rover. Now you have to go get him, right? Like it, it, they could be, they could be that simple, but it's the tone. It's the tone. And and the tone could be body language. That's that's exactly what I'm getting at, right? Um, do you think the words were ever ever sugar coated? talking to the, the the quarterbacks that we know now as all-time greats. doesn't feel like it, right? Tell it to me straight. Hey, great throw. What the heck were you doing on that read? That's well, so much different than, come here, let me put my arm around you. Let's talk about it. What did you see? That's what I want. Frank Reich, I want, uh, in that same situation, I want Frank Reich looking at Bryce Young going, great throw, but what the heck was that? Again, I also don't think that it's ever been sugar-coated while he was playing at Alabama. Yeah, just exactly, of the standard, exactly. Just because of the standard of that program. Like, like I almost want it to be sarcastic, right? If it's Chuba Hubbard out of the backfield and that's where the ball should have gone and you didn't throw, to, throw it to him and you threw it to a tight end who was covered and it was completed anyway, I want the question to be, what, do you not like, do you not like Hubbard? You don't like Chuba? Like, like I want it to be that. What, what, did he do something to you? Did he take your spot in the lunch line? What, what, you don't like Chuba? That kind of stuff. Treat him as an equal. That communication. And I want him to then go to the rest of the offense right? Uh, sometimes coordinators will do that too. They'll tell Bryce Young, hey, uh, uh, so-and-so ran the wrong route on the backside. You go tell him, right? And then it's not the, the coach going over to yell at him. It's Bryce Young going over. Hey, did you run the seven route when you were supposed to? No? All right. Well, you need to. Da, 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 da. What do you want to see from Bryce Young? I want to see communication. Play the part. So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.
The Drive with Tim Donnelly here on 99.9 The Fan. I'm Tim Donnelly. Graham also here with us. Graham Hill producing the show. Dennis Cox got a, uh, a jump on the weekend. It's time to play a little Monday headlines. Uh, Monday headlines, simple game. You try to guess what the sports headlines are going to be on Monday. Right? Could be local. Uh, is it, could be could be national. Could be whatever you think is going to be the hot topic on Monday. Uh, make your best guess. And if you're right, we always uh, give our, our flowers. Right? We give you your compliments. We give you your, your credit. Uh, but you do need to have a receipt, right? You do need to have something that proves to us that you said it that way. So go ahead and uh, tweet it at me, at Donnelly Sports, and, and we'll count it. Uh, I'll, I'll get it started, right? One of my Monday headlines, one of the things that I believe Monday headline or will be a headline on Monday, is I think Bryce Young's going to throw both a touchdown and an interception in preseason debut. I think there'll be a bit of pressing going on, right? And And – uh, what I call pressing is trying to do too much. I think he's go- going to um, step in and, and maybe take him one or two more chances than he should, and it'll be mixed results, right? He's going to take a chance. It's going to work. He's going to take a chance. It's going to not, and uh, that might be it, right? It might just be two series. could be something like that for him. Um, but regardless, I know what he does over the weekend is going to be a hot-button issue, and uh, and I think we're going to get a little bit of a mixed bag. He'll show flashes of the, the potential. Uh, he'll show a little rookie jitters, and and that'll be the the headline. By the way, on Monday, I do plan, and I know I haven't done this yet, and I want to because I value all of you listening. Uh, on Monday, there's a good chance we're going to open up the phone lines and uh, hear some of your Ooh. reactions to Bryce Young's preseason debut. So, you know, if you have a great thought while you're watching the game, what, an opinion pops into your head, a reaction pops into your head, mark it down, right? Don't... D- don't make it, and this happens to me all the time, being in this business, right? You're out to dinner, you're talking to somebody, and you're like, oh, that's something I should say. I, I think everybody would like that. And then the next day you're at work, and you're like, what was that awesome thing that I should have passed along? So if you think about it, you want to bring it up on the show, uh, the phone lines will be open for at least part of the show to react to Bryce Young uh, and his preseason debut. So Monday headlines will be talking about Bryce Young. Tim, I got one. I mean, I didn't really do my homework. I'm not going to use the excuse my dog ate it, but just – Sitting in for the Adam Goldshire, yep. I kind of forgot about Monday headlines. So I didn't have time to come up with a list. But I'm going to go one with Corbett's too. And I'm also going to tie it all together with our friends down 264, the East Carolina Pirates. Honairs, former quarterback of the Pirates. I predict he'll throw another touchdown this weekend in the Seahawks preseason game that they have coming up tomorrow night against the Cowboys. There it is. He went four for four last night, threw one touchdown pass, 37 yards, and t- or Excuse me, I was looking at four for four, 43 yards, one touchdown pass, no interceptions. I actually, let, let me, maybe I'm completely wrong here, but let me look it up. I'm pretty sure that game was last night. It was. So you're talking about next weekend. They're not going to play again this weekend. Yeah, that, sorry. So you're, you're, it's been a long day, folks. Yeah, no, you're good. You, <laughs> Graham, by the way, we should say, he produced the Adam Gold show right before this. So he's going on his. Uh, middle of his fifth hour of live radio. Which, I'm, in the, I'm in the bottom of the fifth. I mean, it's it's not exactly you know roofing in July, but uh, but live radio can can zap you of some of your uh, your energy and mental capabilities. I've been there. Uh, so he's he's all the way ahead to next week's Monday headlines. Uh, I'll bring it back to this week's Monday headlines, though. Speaking of, I didn't uh, think about that one either. Speaking of uh, uh, preseason, I think Sam Howell runs for a touchdown versus Cleveland. Okay, I can get behind that one. That's tonight, 7.30. We'll talk about it more a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but Sam Howell, as you know, 
starting quarterback in the NFL, QB1 for the Washington Commanders, makes his debut, right? I know he started a game last year at the end against the Cowboys, but he wasn't the guy, right? He was stepping in for the guy. Uh, so so I think he's going to run for a touchdown for a few reasons. One, he ran for a touchdown in that Cowboys game, uh, and I think uh, it's, it's smart of him to show off a little bit of that game, right? Because – Anybody that paid attention to Carolina football, especially his junior year, which was his last year on campus, uh, he he can run now. And um, preseason, there's you know good chance that maybe a wide receiver isn't where he's supposed to be, or even a defender isn't where he's supposed to be. And if if Hal drops back and he's a little confused, he's a little rattled. The the move is simple, right? Be safe, tuck it, get what you can get. And if you're down in the red zone and you see that pylon. Go get it. Don't put your don't put your uh, your body in harm's way, right? You're you're more valuable now, being starting quarterback. But uh, but I think he's going to find a way into the end zone for a uh, for a touchdown versus Cleveland. Uh, you know, again, he might only play two or three drives, however long it is. I think one of them ends in a touchdown from Sam Howell on the ground. Another Monday headline, uh, and again, like I said, you can tweet yours at me at Donnelly Sports. Love to hear from you. Uh, I think the Hurricanes are going to trade for Elias Lindholm from Calgary. Okay. And this is one starting yesterday. Uh, I've been trying to speak into existence, right? I'm trying to put the energy into the universe and hope that it, it comes back, right? Like uh, the secret for those of you that have read that book, right? If you only think positive thoughts, only positive thoughts will come to you. Elias Lindholm as a, as a, a center that is going into the last year of his deal. Calgary may be willing to move him. And I think that the the Canes could put together a a package of a defender, maybe picks, maybe some other. You know, you got to throw in something else. Uh, maybe you can bring back a pick or two um, from from Calgary, depending on what what the the entire deal ends up looking like. But you know, all off season since the the moment I flipped on the microphone here on the drive. I've been requesting, politely, demanding at times, uh, that the the Canes find a way to turn some of their assets in the form of defense into somebody that can play forward, specifically someone that can play center, specifically a top two line center. So, you know, someone to to slot into that that top six up front. And um, and I think I think Lindholm fits all of those those categories and i think calgary obviously they've they've moved on from guys like kachuk and everything in recent times they're they're willing to sell and there's not going to be right sometimes this happens in every sport fans or sometimes even gms or analysts experts whatever they have a very specific addition they want in mind right they're like uh for football it's like hey you know we need a uh you know big bodied uh, possession wide receiver who's proven and and can uh, come in immediately and be a third down target. It's like, well, that's very specific. There are not many of those out there available, right? How many like six four you know traditional X wide receivers that can make plays on third down are not only in the world but either available to sign as a free agent or their team is willing to trade them, right? That's very specific. So I understand that when I'm saying like. Hey, you know, I'd love to be able to trade trade Brett Pesci or or Shea for uh you know a, a number two center, so hopefully right-handed, right to to slot into to the the forwards. 
it's not that easy, right? It's not just like, oh, you want that? Oh, okay, cool. We'll go to the grocery store and go to the, yeah. you know, the, the center's aisle and, and, you know, see what's on sale. Like, that's not how it works. But when one does align, you have to take advantage of it, which is why, you know, ever since it's, the, you know, this particular uh, per- possibility has been floated to me, the the Elias Lindholm possibility. Uh, and, I, and Adam Gold has mentioned Lindholm's name, and, and Dennis w- explained yesterday why he was on board. Like, the more I hear about it, the more I want it to happen. So I want Elias Lindholm to be uh, on the Canes by Monday. I got to redeem myself for looking ahead to next week's Monday headlines. Speaking of Adam Gold, we discussed this earlier today. If you missed any of that conversation, check it out on the Best of the Adam Gold mm-hmm. Show podcast. Look at me with that plug. There you go. I predict that Baltimore Orioles play-by-play commentator <laughs> Kevin Brown will make his return to the booth tonight. It's been almost three weeks. According to all4announcing.com, multiple reports earlier in the week said that he should be back tonight as they finish out their series against the Seattle Mariners. And I think this whole story has just caught too much fire at this point nationally that the Orioles have no chance but to bring him back. They're, it's a bad move if they don't because Major League Baseball just gets in its way mm-hmm. so many times. I'm I'm hoping you're right. If you haven't followed the whole situation, sometimes, you know, I think sports media cares about sports media more than more than everybody else, but it is a fascinating situation. I encourage you to go look it up. Uh, I just hope that the ownership of the Orioles don't dig their heels in like, you can't tell us what to do public, Yeah. right? All this negative reaction isn't going to change us, all right? And then it just gets more stubborn, so I hope that doesn't happen. It's just why you have a season like this, why are you casting that dark of a shadow mm-hmm. on your organization? You finally have great baseball to talk about. Exactly. Uh, Rodney on Twitter. By the way, you can tweet your Monday headlines at me, at Donnelly Sports, and if it's a good one, it'll get on air. And also, it'll act as a receipt, so you can brag and say you were right on Monday if you were. Uh, Rodney on Twitter tweeted at me and said, his Monday headline is, ACC adds Cal and Stanford, hoping the other strong academic members, uh, oh, two, the other strong academic members like Boston College. Okay. Um, that would appease Notre Dame. <laughs> I don't know if it happens by Monday. I think there's still a lot of convincing that needs to take place. I'm I'm under the impression that it's going to be an uphill battle for the ACC to bring in Stanford and Cal because there's enough dissenters in the ACC that the vote becomes difficult. Uh, you need, I think, what they say, 12 out of the 15 full voting members, which does include Notre Dame, to admit a, a or vote on the approval of the invitation. Uh, 12 out of 15 is a lot. Right. If Florida State is a no, if Clemson is a no, which is kind of what the rumor is out there, you know, there's they're kind of the cool kids in the conference right now. And you wonder how many of the other uh, teams or schools will just want to fit in with the cool kids. It only takes, you know, a couple of followers to go down that path and suddenly you can't make it happen. Uh, But it I mean, if Cal and Stanford are desperate enough and they're willing to make enough concessions, if they're willing to say we'll take a one-third share of the media money will travel more whatever it is uh then maybe but uh but thank you rodney and if you're right if on monday we're talking about stanford and cal the newest members of the acc in addition to reactions to you know bryce young's preseason debut and everything else uh we'll make sure to give you your shout out rodney on uh you being right speaking of all of the the uh, uh, changes and realignment. Realignment is a word that escaped me. I don't know how. It's all anyone's talking about. Uh, I think the Big Ten is going to announce they're changing their name. Interesting. To the, to the Big 18. Okay. I think it's a, a 
gamesmanship. Everything, like, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. You know when you play Clue or something? Yeah. And and you, I don't know if this is the best example, um, but you're inherently not trusting of everyone, right? You think everyone is is trying to pull a fast one on you. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like that is where college sports is right now, right? Hey, like, let's jump on a private Zoom. Let's have a conversation. And, and you're just sitting there going, you're lying to me, aren't you? Uh, I think the Big Ten's going to announce they're changing their name from the Big Ten to the Big, Big 18 because that's how many schools they'll have. Uh, and obviously there's like cool possible logos floating around on, on social media, but I think they're going to do that as like a subtle hint to being done with expansion, which also might be a smoke screen that they're done with expansion, right? We're no longer the big 10. We are the big 18, which is obvious that we're not going to be the big 20, right? Cause we're now the big 18 just to make everybody think they're, they're cooling. Uh, and then maybe they'll pounce on someone else, right? Maybe they will bring in Stanford and Cal. Maybe they will look to, uh, bring in Florida State or something crazy. Uh, so don't trust anything. That's what I'm going to get at. Final two. Dalvin Cook signs with the Jets. This has been one for the last three weeks, and I'm going to just keep saying it until it happens. Uh, and another athlete is implicated in sports gambling. I've, I've been, I've been, you know, that's a little honey hole of a bet. It's a safe bet. It, it oh, just, it, see, uh, see what we geez, did there? We shouldn't even do that. That was completely unintentional. Uh, but it is a little honey hole of a bet, right? If you just could bet on more players being implicated, NFL, college, basketball, football, they're going to be implicated. It's a good bet. But just don't make that bet if you are in college or you're underage or you, you know, someone else's account is signed in on your phone. Don't do it. It's not smart. Speaking of, let's jump to that real quickly. Uh, Iowa State, this, this is what's going on in Iowa right now you know, is going to affect everywhere in college, right? Every college sport in the entire country, and that includes right here in the triangle, right? That includes the the teams that you're a big fan of, is going to be impacted by what's going on in Iowa right now. The NCAA is about to set a very, very important precedent, precedent, I should say, in how they handle gambling. And they have to operate with zero fear. The NCAA needs to make sure they are not afraid to throw the book and be very, very, very strict and and be very, very, very severe with their punishments to certain players. And you can't be afraid. Here's what I mean about about being afraid. They're they're like say a player who is not super marketable, not in a bunch of uh, commercials, not on national television a bunch commits an infraction and you suspend them or you uh, ban them from college sports for the rest of eternity, right? They are a lifetime ban. That's the NCAA making a decision. The, the thing that they would be afraid of is if somebody that is more marketable at a school that has more power, that is on national television a lot more, is found to be doing the exact same thing. Then the NCAA is going to have to go, Okay, well, yeah, I guess you're banned for life because we've set the like that's now the sentence for that infraction is banned for life. So so I don't want the temptation to be, oh well we'll be lenient just in case it, it comes back to bite us in the rear end. Because right now in Iowa, the the bad is happening, right? More the more details come out 
about the alleged uh, gambling that, that took place in Iowa and Iowa State's athletic programs by players is getting worse and worse. Right, if you if you you sort through the criminal charges against three Iowa State football players, we now have a player that has allegedly bet against his own team in a game that he played in. The allegations against Isaiah Lee are that he made 115 bets totaling $885, 21 wagers on uh, 12 Iowa State football games, which he played. Which in which he played, uh, including a money line bet against the team he was playing for, Iowa State versus Texas in 2021. Now here's the funny thing: they were the favorite, okay? So I think they were favored by six and a half over Texas in 2021. He bet against them on the money line, meaning this isn't point shaving. If he were to do any like this, would be game fixing. Point shaving is like, hey, we're favored by 14. I'll make sure we win by 10. And then, you know, so the team still wins, but my bet hits when I bet against us against the spread. He didn't say we're favored by six and a half. I'll make sure we win by three or do my best to make sure we win by three or six. And and I will uh, win my bet and my team will win. He bet against the team. Now, the irony is uh, they won 30 to seven. So he lost his bet because his team oh, no. won the game by a bunch. In that game, he did make one tackle. And again, the 30-7 to victory caused him to lose his apparent bet, according to these allegations. Lee is accused of using his fiance's info to log into the account on his phone that he was placing the bets from. So they would appear to be from the the, the fiance. Here's what I my advice... Here's my advice to the NCAA. If a player bets on a game that they played in, they are done. Kick them out of college sports forever. They are adults, right? This is not a 16, this is not a 12-year-old. They are 18 plus. They are adults. And there is no way, 0% chance they thought it was okay to bet on games they played in. I could see there being confusion on I thought I was allowed to bet on basketball. I could see there being confusion, and I didn't think there was any harm done in betting on baseball. I cannot see the confusion on I thought I was allowed to bet on a game that I played in, so throw the book at them. I, I advocate for treating players like like adults all the time, right? Give them the money that they can earn in name, image, and likeness, and do not feel like you have to uh, put it in a trust until they graduate or they can't accept any money until they take a class on how to pay taxes because you don't do that for other adults on campus. You don't do that for anyone with a part-time job or if a musician is on campus and they sign a record deal. Treat the athletes like adults. And what that means is if they make a horrendous decision, they have to pay the consequences for that horrendous decision. But the, the, the thing that the NCAA can't let them scare, uh, can't let them get spooked by is Iowa and Iowa State, not the biggest names in college sports, right? The players involved, not, you know, Big 12 player, the players or Big 10 players of the year, right? They're, they're not the, the, the biggest names, the glitziest names. So if you throw the book at these guys, at Isaiah Lee, who had one tackle in the game, or, or anyone else in the mix, 
and then one of your marketable stars is revealed to have done the same thing, you better be prepared to throw the book at them too. Yeah. And I'm good with that. I'm good. Matter of fact, I'm glad it wasn't like a Heisman Trophy favorite that got pinged first because then I do think there would be the temptation to go like, well, uh, you know, if you give the money back and, you know, a game and a half suspension, maybe we could possibly do blah, 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 blah. I think there would be the temptation there. You cannot succumb to that temptation. If a player bets on a game that they played in, they're done. Make that very obvious, brutally obvious to everybody in the entire college sports sphere. And and then cross your fingers right here in the triangle. I will be crossing my fingers for every team in, in the state of North Carolina. I will be crossing my fingers for every team everywhere that nobody else has this. Because I don't want it to happen, but I do think it needs to happen. Because of, of what I've been talking about from the very beginning on this gambling saga, the thing that makes sports awesome, there's two things that make sports better than any other entertainment, in my opinion. One, they're unpredictable, and two, they're fair. I don't care how great your Hollywood writers are, you can't write the stories that sports gives us just naturally. And two, they're fair, right? They're the, sports are the great equalizer. Doesn't matter where you're from. Doesn't matter uh, how much money you have. What your, any of your background is. Once you get on the field. Once you get on the court. Once you get on, on in the pool on the track, it just comes down to who wins, right? In basketball, if you put the ball through the hoop more often than the other team, you're the winner. It doesn't matter how you did it. Didn't matter. Didn't matter where you came from. Nothing else. So the problem with with people betting on games that they are involved in is A, it takes away the predictability, right? Because if a player says, hey, I want us to lose this game, well, that, then it's not unpredictable, right? It's predictable. That player's just going to make sure they lose that game. And two, it's not fair, right? It's not If you have a player on your team that is working against your team because that's going to make them a couple hundred bucks on their parlay, then, then everybody else on that team, they're not getting dealt a fair hand. And that's ruining what, what the entertainment value of that game would be. So I am fine with being too strict, over-the-top strict, over-the-top severe with your punishments. Do it now with Iowa and Iowa State. Set the, the, the rules, right? Set the sentence. If you do this, then this. Right? If you do this bad thing, then this terrible punishment comes your way. Set it now and do not waver. And then the NCAA will be right along with the rest of us, fingers crossed, saying, I hope there's not hundreds and hundreds of athletes that have done this because that wouldn't be good for anybody. But you have to clean up the game. You have to clean up the game. There's there's really no other option there. You have to. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan. Actually, there is another option, but it, it would be doing the wrong thing and letting it fester and dragging it out and making everybody question the integrity of the game. I, I, I saw a uh, one of the running backs implicated in this Iowa-Iowa State game. I mean, somebody on Twitter has already put together every like uh, pl- time that running back fell, right? If it wasn't the hardest hit tackle in the world, they're like, did he go down on purpose? Was there something shady going on? You, you got to get rid of that that skepticism. Have to. 
Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medications secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at the designery.com. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan. Aside from Bryce Young, we talked about Bryce Young already. What do you want to see from Bryce Young in, in the preseason debut tomorrow? Which you'll, you'll be able to hear, I'm, I'm sure, on our uh, the Best of uh, The Drive podcast, if you want to go back and catch that, or uh, YouTube. Yep, I'm getting the thumbs up. It'll be on YouTube also. Uh, so uh, follow us on YouTube, 99.9 The Fan. For this conversation, we're going to look beyond Bryce Young and say the rest of the Panthers, what do you want to see from them in the preseason debut? Uh, and here's here's my answer to that. You want to see young guys building trust, meaning building trust from the organization, from the coaches, towards the young players. Veterans are veterans, okay? What I mean by that is you know what they are. They are. We'll look at the receivers as an example. Um, Adam Thielen is Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen has played in 135 career NFL games. I don't think there is anything he could possibly do in a preseason game that you can't learn from watching 135 NFL games that he's participated in. So, so I think there's very little that I expect or want or wish from Adam Thielen. I don't even know if he needs to play. I'd probably lean on not. But if you look elsewhere, Jonathan Mingo, second-round pick, Carolina Panthers, on the first uh, the first depth chart, he was listed as a starter alongside Thielen and Chark. Yeah, Mingo could, could be anything at this point, and he needs to start earning trust. <laughs> well, well, let's... Uh, Let's uh, uh, kind of put it against the background of, of yesterday. Yesterday, the Houston Texans started off their preseason, and Tank Dell, if you watched the game, Tank Dell, third-round pick wide receiver, he made plays, right? Showed off speed, showed off quickness, made a circus touchdown catch where he kind of tipped it to himself, was on the ground, batting it around, finally made the catch. He made plays, and I guarantee you he earned himself a little bit more trust right? The team will now trust him in more opportunities. The team will now maybe, or even the quarterbacks maybe, will be willing to throw him more 50-50 balls, right? They, they won't just write it off when somebody is step-for-step step with him. It might be, hey, maybe we could still put it up there and get a completion. He earned himself a little bit of trust. Mingo could do that, right? At the, at the running back position, um, Miles Sanders is is a little injured right now, right? A little growing tweak. Here's Frank Reich, the head coach, on how he plans to manage the workload for Miles Sanders. You know, Miles is one of those guys, right? He he did get uh, 
uh, we'll give you more information later. But he had a little bit of a tweak the other uh, yesterday in his groin, so um, you know he could be held out this game. We'll see, but he could be held out this game, and um, will likely be held out this game. And you know we'll just have to see it as we go. It's uh, you know I've told our players generally speaking, hey everybody get ready to play, and because that's what we need. We need that mindset. Everybody get ready to play. Everybody assume they're playing. And then as we go game by game, week by week, player by player, we'll make the decisions that are best for the player and best for the team. He shouldn't play. He's a veteran. He was no need to. He was in the Super Bowl last year. Like you're not going to learn anything if he. I mean, by the way, this is if he's hurt. If he if he's 100 percent healthy, which I don't think he is, then I think it helps to Bryce Young to have him out there. But with an injury, let's not get crazy, right? Let's not get crazy. Raheem Blackshear and Spencer Brown are who I want to see, right? Chuba Hubbard, you kind of know what he is because he's been around a little bit. Raheem Blackshear and Spencer Brown are three and four on the depth chart. Those guys can go earn some trust, right? Blackshear is a great pass catcher. Could he be your third down back, right? Uh, Give them both a a short yardage run, right? Third and one if you can. Fourth and one if you can. Let's see what happens when they have to move the pile. Let them earn more opportunities. Cade Mays who's going to be playing up front on the interior of the offensive line. He might earn some more trust up front if he fits in with the starters. So maybe when when Corbett comes back or when Zavala comes back or whoever you want to be in that interior of the offensive line, you know you have a guy that you can trust. It's about keeping trust. So much of being a young player is about keeping trust. Right? I can't put you out there if I can't trust you. You'll hear coaches say it all the time. The first preseason game, do you know what it's like? It's like a Thursday of a golf tournament, right? When I'm talking about when like a four-round traditional golf tournament. It's Thursday. You can't win the tournament on Thursday, right? But you can lose it, right? If, if you're the leader in the clubhouse after Thursday's round, right, you're two shots clear, everybody, you're, 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 that doesn't mean you're going to win the tournament, right? Then, there's a whole lot of, uh, of of golf left to be played. However, if you shoot an 85, you're not going to win the tournament, right? You lost it on Thursday. That's kind of what it is for, for young players in the first preseason game. Jonathan Mingo can't go become the number one wide receiver tomorrow, right? He can't go become... Uh, or, or Raheem Blackshear can't solidify a spot in, in the rotation of running backs tomorrow. However... You go out there, you look lost, right? You go out there, you make a ton of mental errors. You go out there, don't fight hard. You go out there and do things that coaches hate to see enough. You could you could fall out of that race, right? Jonathan Mingo could go from in the mix to like, all right, we got we to start you back at square one, go to the back of the depth chart. We'll work with you in practice. Maybe we can find a role for you later on once we work out some of the, the kinks that you showed in the first preseason game. So I, what I need to see from from the rest of the Panthers, right, the others, you hate to do it, right, like Bryce Young and the Pips, like Gladys Knight and the Pips, or, uh, you know, Bryce Young and the, the something else. You don't like to do that. But when it comes to, to the young players on the, the, the Panthers roster, it is 100% Bryce Young and the Pips. What I want to see from the Pips is enough – to make me think, all right, there's something there. 
right? You, you, you did your job. You didn't uh, expose or, or the, the, the defense or the offense, whoever you're going up against, the opponent did not expose some fatal flaw in your game. Advance to the next step. That's what I want to see. And it goes for all of them, right? And, yes, if a veteran is out there, you want a veteran to look like – I don't want to act like there's nothing that a veteran could do, but uh, there's there's kind of nothing that a veteran can do. They can play well. They can be impressive. They can they can uh, I don't know, raise expectations from the public, but you know, if Adam Thielen goes out there, and and or if Justin Houston, which I doubt Justin Houston will play, being so recent, but if Justin Houston goes out there and gets a pressure on the quarterback, it's not gonna be whoa, we got to work that guy into the rotation. It's like yeah, he had nine and a half sacks last year. He has a hundred and eleven plus sacks in his career. We we shouldn't act like there's there's some kind of not like. Uh, oh, we just discovered that he can be a, a pass rusher. If Adam Thielen goes and works over the middle, right, and makes a linebacker look foolish on a on a, a option route, we shouldn't sit around and go, I didn't know he could do that. The whole reason he's there on a three-year, whatever it is, $20-plus million deal is because he can do that. I want to see the young guys not ruin any relationships. I want to see the young guys not have Frank Wright going, all right, let's start back at square one with that guy. Let's start with the fundamentals. That's what I want to see. And then, you know, support Bryce Young. I know that's how it's going to be this whole year, by the way, just to explain it to everybody about the Panthers. Yeah, buckle uh, up. It, it, it's going to be you're going to start a segment or you're going to start a conversation where you're saying, aside from Bryce Young, other than Bryce Young, and you're going to talk, and then about eight minutes later, you're going to be talking about Bryce Young. Because it all starts and finishes with him, right? Other than Bryce Young, what do you want to see? You know, from somebody else, well, from the, some other part of the the roster. About five, seven minutes later. Okay, what I want to see from the rest of the roster is that they're supporting Bryce Young, right? It's always it's always going to come back around. There's there's you trade it up to draft him number one overall. There's there's no other way for that to go. If you, it's also this. If Bryce Young likes you there's probably a pretty good chance you're going to be on the field offensively. So I guess if you are someone else on the offense and you want to play, you're auditioning for your coach, you're auditioning for your coordinator, you're auditioning for your position coach, you're also kind of auditioning for Bryce Young. If you're a wide receiver and you have a connection with Bryce, that helps you a lot. If you're an offensive lineman and Bryce loves having you in front of him, that helps you a lot. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year primary care and urgent care under one roof multiple locations virtual visits walk-in or schedule an appointment online from annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection strep or the flu we couldn't be more convenient learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org 